Well, hello, and welcome to Watch What Crap Is, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on Yield Bronze. I am Ronnie Karam, and I'm with the gorgeous, talented Ben Mandelker. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. What's going on? How are you? Oh, I am just great. We're having such an exciting Monday today. We sure are, everybody. So we just announced our winter early spring tour for Watch What Crappens. It's called the Hunky Dory Tour. We are finally getting back out there. Tickets are going on sale this Friday. Just check our site, Watch What Crappens. All the cities are going on sale at the same time. So we're doing a ton of cities this time. So they're there. So go Friday and get your tickets, okay? Yeah, and we're not going to go through the whole list because it's so many cities. We're just literally going to drive you nuts if we go through the list. But we do want to give a special shout out to the fact that um, our very first show of the tour is going to be in New York City. And it's going to be not only our first show back, not only is it going to be our 10-year anniversary show, but it's also going to be the very first time the crappies have been in New York. Because it's the crappies. It's going to be the crappies in New York. And actually, technically... It's like very close to Broadway. It's at Town Hall, which we're where is Town Hall, Ronnie? It's it's, it's close to Times Square, it's right? Off Broadway theater, darling. So it's basically like Crappens on Broadway, except it's not really Broadway, right? Crappens off Broadway. You know, it's more, I think it's more us to be off Broadway. Yeah, yeah. We were we thought about doing it at the Winter Garden Theater, <laughs> and we're like, mm, and then we're like, where's Hamilton play? Let's do it there. And then we're like, no. We don't really want to upstage Lynn, so we decided let's do Town Hall instead. Well, yeah. So uh, that's still a big place for us. We're super yeah. excited. So get your tickets. Uh, they start going on sale Friday. Watch at Crappens.com. Check that out. If you guys want to see our videos, we do two video recaps a week. You can get those at Watch at No, Patreon.com slash Watch Or find the links on our website while you're looking at tickets, okay? You can actually already see all the cities that are sale, uh, on sale now. So just go there and look at it. Super yeah. fun time. We've also got another huge announcement today. Huge. Uh, Candace had a good episode on Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, wow. I have oh, to I say, you... I was yeah. completely fucking impressed with Candace. Good job, Candace. I know I give a lot, Candace a lot of crap on this show, but she finally dealt with something the proper way. Congratulations, madame. I know. It was shocking. Um, it's, it's always weird when Candace kind of gets it together. It's really, really weird. Oh, also, I thought you were going to mention, too, as the big exciting thing, which is, I guess, exciting for us, is that talk to um, – I always want to say take a seat on Spotify Green Room is tonight. So don't forget to come tune into that because that's super, super fun. Sorry. Back to Potomac. Um, yeah, back to Potomac. So, and uh, sorry, I forgot to do that. So we are still at Foxy's having dinner. Candace has just had a fit at the table because Ashley was goading her and it worked. So mm-hmm. Candace lost it. Chris left. Then Candace is now in the hallway talking to Chris. And he's like, are you going to be calm now? And she's like, I was calm when you left the table. As I was calling mm-hmm. Ashley a slave. I was doing it very, very calmly, Chris. Okay. And so they go back to the table. And Giselle's like, I want to apologize to the whole restaurant. Da, let me leave. Ah. And Karen's like, mm, well, this is a pissing contest. And no one's running out of urine. Mm, if you all let your women keep going down this road, they're not going to look like this at 58. Did she say that at 58? I was a little confused what she was saying there. 
Yeah, she said it, she was telling the husbands if they let their wives go down this road, they won't look like her at 58 years old. Wait, because, Karen's 58? I guess. I guess that makes sense. I just don't think of her as being 58. How old do you, what, what do you think of her as? Three wicks! Ageless! <laughs> <laughs> I forget, sometimes I forget, like, people's ages on these shows, you know? I don't really know where Karen is. I, I think I always thought of her as more of a 51 or 52. But yeah, fifty eight makes more burning sense. Wick. Mm. So um Candace goes oh, so everybody's back at the table now. And Wendy is making a big deal about how good her shrimp is because she's trying to pretend that she doesn't want to fight, but then she's like taking big bites of shrimp and like smacking them really hard. Yeah. <laughs> as she turns her head to ignore the other side of the table. And then Giselle just Anger flips her thing. like flips her ponytail around and she sees that Wendy is trying to avoid fighting. So she's like, so are we doing a hotel, Robin? <laughs> yeah, so Robin's like on Yelp or something. And she's like, well, there's an inn that's nearby, but it's 2.5 stars. But there's a Marriott. Um, and she tells us, Wendy's a horrible hostess. I would be mortified if I invited someone on the trip and she did not have a bathroom of her own. So instead of being uncomfortable, the best solution is for us to find a damn hotel. I don't think Wendy should be mortified. I think that like it's actually unreasonable to expect every single room in a house in an Airbnb to have its own bathroom. Well, you know, it is Robin, and Robin has really thrown some of the best trips out of all the cast wives. I mean, Robin is such a good host. Um, what was that trip that she... Oh, she hosted Robin the did? trip when they all had to drive up to her house outside of Baltimore. <laughs> that was a cast right. trip. Right, yeah. That's Robin. That's what Robin plans. Robin will plan something to sell uh, a house, like a flipped house. I don't think she's ever planned a trip. Robin, be quiet. You put forth zero effort on this show, okay? You're lucky they even let you use that. They should have dug a hole for your ass in the back with all the effort you make on this show. And also, she showed up late and then was upset that she got the worst accommodation. Yeah. So, um, Mia I just this has nothing to do with anything, really, but they're still at dinner. Have you seen how Mia eats? It's so weird. I don't know. I, I haven't, know. but I'm going to imagine. <laughs> is it like this? <laughs> it's very lippy. Like, she puts the food right behind her lips and then just kind of moves her lips up and down. I have no evidence that she's eating anything. It just looks like it looks like improvisation eating, except there's real food in her mouth. Does that make any sense? Mm. It's like mime mm -hmm. eating, but with real food. It's almost like she's brushing her teeth with food in the front. <laughs> Like she's it's like weird. sort of exfoliating her teeth. Uh, it's pretty weird. So they get back in the vans to go home. And um, uh, Candace is like rubbing her fingers on Chris's head. And Gordon's like, oh, my God, look what Candace is doing to Chris's head. <laughs> yeah. And then Mia's like, well, when bitches fuck up, they got to make up. And Candace is like, Mia needs to shut the fuck up. I can deal with and tolerate people that push buttons like Ashley, the forehead Darby, okay? But she needs to shut the fuck up. Uh, you just did not tolerate that at all, actually. Yeah. Uh, you literally rewind. just lost your mind. Rewind, please. <laughs> uh, so then Robin is in the back talking about her period. She's like, before, my cramps weren't that bad. But then after I had kids, I was like, oh, they're so much worse now. And Karen's like, mm, look, mm, Robin and her period is coming at me. Mm, mm, look, it's Robin and her period back there. Mm. 
Robin looks miserable. I think it would be good for Juan to show up and surprise her. He doesn't have to stay the whole time. It would just be good for Robin, you know, so she can stop hanging out with Giselle, who's a bad influence. Mm, sort of like a one wick to her three wicks. Hmm. And Chris is like, let's play cards when we go home. And Gordon's like, oh, I'm going to bed because I'm getting a piece of ass. He's like, did I say that out loud? He goes, well, you know, my, my erection is like, and he does this thing with his fist, almost like he's giving the finger, but he never puts the finger up. He's like, this is his, the strength of his erection. And then he like turns to Eddie and Chris and he's like, he's like, guys like you and him. I mean, you guys are average motherfuckers, right? <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? <laughs> um, yeah, they start talking about dicks and stuff. But first Mia's like, well, apparently I'm just a piece of ass. What did you think he was? He picked you up in a strip club and even your business has something to do with crack. Come on, <laughs> Mia. Come on. So he starts talking about his big dick. And Ashley's like, come on now. And he calls them all average. And Candace is like, no, 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 no. Do not do that. No average around here. Listen, the brown dick is doing what it needs to do. So don't you worry. And Gordon's like, he doesn't have a brown dick. He has a white dick. And Mia goes, it's pink. I'm sorry. It's like, we're not all dogs. Okay, lady. <laughs> and then Chris, uh, he starts, he stands up and he starts to like unzip his pants to show his dick and everything. <laughs> and Giselle's like, do I want to see that brown penis? Hell no. Uh, but then, like, Chris is kind of joking, so he sits back down again. But then Gordon stands up, and he's going to whip his out. And I'm not convinced that Gordon was not going to do that. Yeah, I know. But instead, he just, like, shows him all his butt and starts, like, butt dancing and stuff. And yeah. uh, Karen's like, mm, I'm scared for my life. Mm -hmm. And Gordon's like, yeah, pussy popping in the air and shit. And then did you see Drew, uh, Dre? When when Gordon started when Chris started to do this thing and and Gordon too, Dre like turned and stuck his head into the corner of the seat like like a little like a like a very scared little puppy. He just, he just was like, "Why did I agree to come onto this trip? I hate this all so much." And Ashley tells us, "People can say what they want about Michael, but at least he can conduct himself around people he just met." And then they show a season one clip at a boat party with Michael taking off his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so now Jesus is saying how he wants to go to a strip club, and he's like trying to tell the driver to go to the strip club because he thought he heard them say they want to go to the strip club. They're like, "No, no, we just want to go back to the house." Yeah, because he said, "Let's do some pussy popping." And Ashley's like, "Well, is there a strip club?" And he's like, "Ashley wants to go to the strip club." <sighs> So then oh, back man. at home, uh, everybody's getting ready to go to bed. And um, Giselle is like, Robin Dixon, we need to hunt for hotels. Ah. And um, yeah, so they're going to go look for a hotel. And then they decide they're going to go to a Marriott. Um, although they, they never they never say Marriott again after that initial time. They just keep on referring to a place that's 30 miles away. I'm like, we know you're at the Marriott. Okay. Stop trying to act like you're maybe at like a Ritz-Carlton or something. You're at the Marriott. Okay. So then Chris and Candace are in their room all drunk, and Chris is like, I'm really tired of y'all women going at each other. And she's like, well, I wasn't going at, no, okay, yes, I was, I was. And he's like, and then you go at a husband? I mean, come on. I, I thought I was going making an inroad in with Ashley. And she's, and by the way, every time he's talking, they keep cutting away to the, the drink that's in his hand, because they're, again, they're really trying to push this narrative that Chris is an alcoholic without actually verbalizing it on the show. So um, <laughs> Candace is like, well, that, that bitch took a cyber because that's what ra raggedy bitches do. And he's like, you know, 
what she would, well, you know what, she, what she knew was that you'd respond and you played right into it. And she's like, I know. And he goes, I'm going to say this and you're going to rip me a new asshole. And, but I'm just going to say it anyway, Candace. You know what? She's not that bad. Okay. She has her moments. She's not that bad. And Candace is like, yeah, but all it takes is one moment. And he says, but then you got to cuss and fuss for that moment and then just reel it in. She's like, well, I'm done this weekend. This was my day. And now I'll be good all weekend. He's like, pinky promise. <laughs> She's like, what's that acronym? G-V-O. Um, yeah. They were so close to singing into the woods at that moment. What moment is a moment. Life is made of moments. <laughs> I would have been so happy if they did that. If they just broke into like a Joanna Gleason song. <laughs> uh, so then Escala goes up to Giselle and Robin's room and um, they're getting ready to leave. And she's like, no. And Giselle's like, yes, uh, for me to go to the bathroom, I have to go down the stairs. But you're about to go down the stairs to leave. <laughs> like, yeah, How many times are you going to go down the stairs talking about how many times you have to go down the stairs? <laughs> I know. It's like. The host uh, has given zero Fs uh, about me and my toe being broken. She's too busy being bitter. Uh, so bye, y'all. I'm like, you're the one who is so bitter. You're traveling to a Marriott 30 miles away. And then we get a good shot of what Mia and Gordon's marriage is like. After, you know, talking about how much ass he's going to get, he's sleeping in the bed. And saying, like, yeah. you shower and don't be in the bed with a nasty ass. This was actually great because on Bravo, we get a lot of scenes of couples going to bed or about to have sex. And it's like, we know it's fake because there's still like a camera crew there. There's still like people in the house, you know, that have to be let out and lights that have to be taken down. And or it's like they wake up in the morning. They got a full face of makeup. This is like the first time I feel like I saw someone go to sleep on Bravo who was like really going to sleep. Like Gordon was in that bed. <laughs> like those, the, they were, the comfort was like over his ears. He's like, I don't care. I'm asleep. <laughs> Yeah, so Giselle is asking Escala for help with her bags, and Escala's like, well, I feel like I'm creeping at night, sneaking out at my parents. I mean, is this really happening right now? It's like, no one will notice I'm gone, nah. Hmm. Yeah, and um, uh, Escala is like, um, she's just like trying to help out with the bags and everything, and Mia pops out, and she's like, Robin, where are you all going? You guys aren't really leaving, are you? And Robin's like, we need a place with a bathroom. We're leaving. We don't have a bathroom. And there's men in this house. We're not walking all the way over to that bathroom. I'm not mad at Wendy, but don't have a big trip if you can't accommodate everyone comfortably. I mean, what if Juan came? Then we're sharing a room with Giselle. Call me spoiled. I don't care. I'm dipping. <laughs> yeah. So Mia's like, well, Gordon, if he knew what was going on, he would come down and give you our room and change the sheets. I was like, yeah, you're, you're polite ass husband up there. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're prince of a husband up there. Yeah. He's been, (laughs) he's been just nothing but the epitome of a gentleman. Right. So Giselle's like, well, I'm happy that y'all care uh, because the host doesn't die. And Mia's like, well, of course we care. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then Escala is like very nervous because they're going to be driving through. You know, it's late at night. They're going to be driving down roads that they don't and in town that they don't know, sort of sort of in the south. So um, uh, she's like, call me as soon as you get home. As soon as you get home. Call me as soon as you get home. She's like very, very nervous about it, understandably. So then, um, of course, Eddie is up looking out the window watching them. 
He's, he's watching him go and Wendy's like, they're leaving in the middle of the night. I feel like they're trying to make a moment and whatever. And so then Jizz just drives off like, Jesus, I can't even get a bathroom. <laughs> if life is full of moments, then this is just a moment. How's it go, Eddie? How does that song go that they were singing downstairs? <laughs> Life is only made of moments. Now and then again, a bad one. And if you have a moment, then you never know you had one. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I like this sort of like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm try, I was just trying to figure out what style that was. Was that sort of it's like a my junkie lounge singer version? Lounge singing. Yeah. Life is made of moments. Hey. So in the morning, Mia comes into the kitchen, and Gordon's made her coffee, and she tastes it. And she's like, is this Ashley's breast milk? Did you use that in my coffee? God, she tastes like caramel. Love her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, well, I'll just keep drinking it. And then we have everyone FaceTiming everyone. Uh, Wendy FaceTimes the kids, who are cute, of course. And then Karen FaceTimes Ray. And we see Ray. He's in a car, and he's got a seatbelt on at, across his chest. And he goes, I'm in the car. It's like, no shit, Ray. <laughs> I thought you were at Circuit City. Of course you're in the car. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's probably just reminding himself, too. You know, <laughs> he probably does his off for a second, wakes up, and just has to remind himself, I'm in the car. Uh, so then uh, Gordon's looking for breakfast, and he's really, he's going through it down in the kitchen because he can't find utensils. He can't find anything. He's going through like the Airbnb thing. But I feel like he thinks that he's the first one to go through the Airbnb thing. Because anytime you go to an Airbnb, nothing is where it's supposed to be. And there's always, like, you only get the bare minimum, right? You get, like, a spatula if you're lucky. And like, and then some knife that's, like, not appropriate. <laughs> like a very small bread knife that's supposed to be your knife for the weekend. Yeah, and he's, I know. He's it's dealing like you're, with that it's the like first you're time. in jail. They're only giving you things that aren't sharp. Um, so yeah. Mia, Mia's like, I was hoping you were going to make it because, like, I mean... Breakfast I met because like how is this going so far? I mean this is not lingerie Gordon. There's no shop. There's nobody that got my bags. I mean does somebody come and like clean our room? I mean it's a pandemic. You guys are in an Airbnb in a pandemic. You're also right? Mia. Who are you fucking kidding that you're like you know traveling the world like the Queen of England? Get over your yeah. damn self. <laughs> Um, and then she starts uh, starts talking about Candace and saying how Candace has a lot of growing up to do. And then she FaceTimes uh, her kids and her mom. And then meanwhile, Ashley FaceTimes Michael. And Michael's like, Dylan did great last night. I went to sleep at quarter to 11. That's right. I absolutely was not out past 11. And I certainly was not anywhere but at home earlier than 11 o'clock when I went to sleep. And Dylan also went to sleep at six and I definitely did not bring Dylan to, for example, a strip club at the MGM. That's something that definitely did not happen. So then Karen is talking to a scholar and she's like, well, it wouldn't be a girl's trip if Robin and Giselle didn't try something. Mm -hmm. Giselle leaving in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. It's tackier than she dresses. Mm -hmm. Typical Giselle. Tacker. <laughs> Tacker. And then we, we go back to Michael on the phone. Well, Dean, on the other hand, he he couldn't he wouldn't go to sleep. I was like, you're being a bad, bad boy. Bad, bad boy. And Ash is like, well, please don't call him a bad boy. Well, he's got either two options. He's either a good boy or a bad boy. And we've got no other choice. But I don't like that word. I don't call you bad Mikey. Um, yeah, and you think you're raising Michael right? Hello. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think Michael is proof that you're doing this wrong, okay? Uh, so Ashley yeah. is like, you know, sometimes there are reminders that we're from a completely different... Ge- reminders from a different generation. Look at his face. My God, he's got the cataracts of a 20-year-old dog about to be put down. Crying out loud. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So then... Um, uh, so now... Uh, People are still waking up. There's like a lot of waking up. People are waking up in waves and they're doing it very slowly. And they're just, they keep waking up. And Gordon is still looking for utensils. He's still looking for like a ladle or something. And he's getting so cranky about it. And it, it really works better when Eddie's also there to look. Because Eddie, Eddie goes over to these open shelves. I mean, it's just, yeah, open shelves. So he goes over to this other part of the kitchen with open shelves. And he's just like staring at each rack. And they're open. There's nothing he even has to open and look around in. It's hilarious. Like, the guys just can't figure out what the kitchen is supposed to do. They are so confused. There's only one person who really should be in there, and that's Chris. Chris, who is teaching online cooking and who's always, I guess, wanted out that cookbook at one point or something. And where is he? He's hungover. And, you know, Chris, you're on TV. This is your moment to show off your skills. you got to wake up. When people are up, you got to wake up, okay? And you got to make your duck quesadillas for everyone. Yeah, so uh, they do start cooking, and Karen's like, well, Robin and Giselle will smell the bacon and come. (laughs) And then um, we just get a montage of all the times that Giselle has eaten breakfast. (laughs) Just Giselle floating towards uh, a spread of food, as I often do at any reception. I'm like, oh, well, I guess if it's here, I might as well have a bite, right? (laughs) That's just like, it's her just sort of like slowly circling around and pulling a plate and then eyeing the goods, you know? Yeah, it was just such an odd thing to put in there. It's like, wow, it's a breakfast and Giselle is eating. This is crazy. <laughs> Ten times. You get it, Karen. Karen. <laughs> Karen's like, well, her mouth is always full of food. <laughs> so so then Mia uh, is lighting those little wood things. And Karen's like, are you saging? And she says, no, this is smudging to get rid of the mad spirit. So you just hear, ow, upstairs. <laughs> Candace is like, I'm burning. I know. <laughs> Candace just turns into like dust. So um, then Ashley FaceTimes uh, Giselle in the kitchen, and Giselle's like in the dark. She's like in a, her own like Blair Witch thing that's going on over there. And she says, Giselle talks about how she had breakfast and laid back down. And Ashley goes, Well, where are you guys? She goes, We are, uh, we're 30 minutes away uh, at an undisclosed luxury location whose name i shall not say out loud so you're fine then you and your theatrics ah. and she's like what theatrics karen she's like you didn't say goodbye to the host and she goes well the host hasn't said shit to me so the host is not a host ah." and then out of nowhere wendy just appears and she's like you're lying you're lying um and we see that wendy greeted them and was like welcome even though wendy can't stand them she did actually greet them when they arrived yeah, and in the Wendy, I hate you way. She's like, hello, I'm so happy you're here. So happy. So Giselle's like, oh, God, she's so angry. Yeah. And Wendy said, what did she say? Karen says, she said you're angry. <laughs> yeah, and Wendy's like, well, she's clearly confrontational. Um, So, well, she basically is like, whatever to her. So then there's Gordon finally gets a utensil and starts cooking some eggs. They're all just like eating breakfast and everything. And then finally Chris shows up. He's like, oh, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to do? It's like, Chris, you literally just slept through like 
what was supposed to be your big moment. Okay. And because you slept through it, your big moment is you sweeping salad off the floor last episode. Yes. Because you missed your big moment. Now, Wendy is going to have a French toast cookbook just to show you. <laughs> I know. That's exactly right. Wendy was, Wendy was like, my famous French toasts. I was like, yeah. oh, God, this is going to be a thing, isn't it? So she asked Wendy how, or Mia how she's feeling. And um, she's like, well, I mean, I can talk to Candace. I'm always ready to have a conversation. I just want to understand why she goes so low. I mean, what is going on with you that you feel the need to attack me? Uh, it's called her mom. So then uh, so then Mia Mia's like, is there someone going to clean this house? And Wendy's just like, it's fine. Just You just go have fun. I'm going to straighten up. Because, again, Mia acting like she is the queen of England here. So then, big exciting news. Guess who's here? It's Ray. It's Ray, everyone. <laughs> Ray! Ray! <laughs> Ray is here. Oh, Ray. Oh, I'm so excited to see you. Welcome to Surrey County adjacent. Welcome, Ray. Welcome. Welcome to Surrey County, Ray. Oh, thank the Lord. Ray is here. Ray. (laughs) He's like, well, if I was home, I'd have my coffee by now. And she's like, well, let's have some coffee then. So he talks about how on his ride, he finally got to read a book because he doesn't really get a chance to read books these days. Oh, Ray, that's the sparkling banter I missed for the past 24 hours. Mm. What do you think about getting on a boat today? You think you could read a book on a boat? I don't want you to get seasick. I see white caps. White caps, Ray. <laughs> so then Candace and Chris are talking and uh, about like how they don't want to go on the boat. And uh, Candace is like, but what if I get sick? And he's like, just lean over the side, girl. So then back to Karen, she's like, oh, it was a hard night yelling, screaming, dishes were thrown, and don't talk to me about tossing salad, Ray. Mm." Oh, we went to dinner, and it was a hot mess. And outside of that, Giselle and Robin, mm, their room didn't have a private bathroom. Mm, So Giselle, mm, true to form, exited to the nearest hotel, Ray. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappin's commercial. So then Robin and Giselle are back. They're back, everybody. And they're and not the only ones who are back, by the way. You know who else is back, Ronnie? Ray. The cow. The oh, cow. the cow's back. Yeah, they cut to the cow. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my nice. favorite vacation cast member. So Robin <laughs> and cow. Giselle come in, and Mia's like, and then everybody just starts gathering in the kitchen, and Giselle's in like super good spirits to show everybody she's not here to fight. She just wanted a room, right? She's like, hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. And Escala emerges in like these sort of, like 1960s, I forget what you call them, those those sunglasses with white rims that are just kind of like pointed, you know, and she's got like a like a schmata on her head. So she's giving like a very sort of like throwback 60s you know look whatever which is has no importance on anything i just felt like it was important to i I just like when people dress up like the far side you know and so then uh candace is like i need some drama mean i mean it's like uh isn't it drama isn't it drama mean i mean drama girl you're so full of drama it's drama mean to which i ask you ronnie isn't it i thought it was drama mean it's drama mean it is drama mean don't listen to me yeah me is a dumb 
she's a fun dum dum, but God, is she a dum dum? So Candace <laughs> is like, uh, basically, she goes to get some. So Andy, Eddie, and Andy, <laughs> that's her couple name, Andy. Eddie and Wendy come in, and Giselle just gives a look, like, mm, and. Wendy ignores her. <laughs> She's like, she doesn't right. even look at me. Uh, which is fine, because I don't want to look at you either. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that says like the woman who was like sitting there like craning her neck so that way she can be looked at by Wendy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so yeah. So then Ascala meets Ray for the first time, which is exciting. And then Ray meets Dre. And then um, uh, Ray goes over to ca- talk to Giselle and, you know, sort of like bantering with Giselle and everything and he's like Karen Giselle told me you broke her toe how'd you miss her neck everyone's like oh Ray (laughs) I enjoy Ray so I want Ray to live so I can laugh (laughs) (laughs) so Wendy Wendy just gives a speech 10 times a day (laughs) Wendy's so excited to have planned a trip she's like hello everybody thank you so much for coming like uh (laughs) It's day two now. You can you can calm down with the speeches. So she tells them they're going to go on a boat, and then they all leave. And she's like, welcome to the car. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. Today, this car is going to go between 35 and 55 miles per hour when not at a stop. Please enjoy. So they get to the boat, and um, it's really kind of not much happening, right? I mean, especially after the past <laughs> two happening. weeks. Yeah, after the past two weeks, this episode's like, what the hell is this I show I feel like doing every, now? every note I'm reading, I'm like, this doesn't go anywhere. I'm like, and then Ascala showed up, and she's wearing sunglasses. And I was like, why am I telling, why am I telling the people this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, the and then episode. Mia walked into a room and, and poured herself some water. I'm like, okay, uh, don't know why I felt the need to write that down and then share that with our audience, but I did it. <laughs> And here we are. So they get to this boat, and the bar and the food is downstairs inside with the restaurant. <laughs> with, I know, but you have to explain it because I keep going upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> guys, guys. So here's what's crazy about this episode. The bar is downstairs, but everyone's sitting upstairs. This, That's uh, it. Guys, uh, we're going to be on tour. What a, what a day to announce that. <laughs> guys, come see us on tour where we can tell you about all sorts of other accessories that people put on in different scenes. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about people going up and down stairs today. Thank you so much for subscribing. Okay, get those tickets. <laughs> Thank you for buying tickets. We can't wait to tell you about the intricacies of having to go downstairs to get your cocktail to bring it upstairs on a boat. Yeah, but that's almost all that happens. I mean, half of these notes are like, and then they were looking at the cabinets more. (laughs) Well, because I I, I keep writing down these notes because I feel like it's like, ooh, I should write this down because I think this is going to (laughs) matter. And then it doesn't at all. And I just never go back and delete it. So uh, let's see. Yeah, Chris is getting drama me now. Just scrolling through the notes. Uh, Mia orders some (laughs) wine. You know, uh, so then let's see, I'm going to just pass this. Okay. So then Robin is downstairs with the Scala and they're having a drink downstairs. And so Robin's like, you know, there's no way I could make that work. So I got a hotel. I'm fine. And Escala's like, so you're not offended? She's like, no, I mean, it's not proper planning, but I didn't really think it was directed at anyone. I mean, whatever, it's fine. So then upstairs, Mia's like, Ray, so now that you're back in your marriage bubble, why why would you renew your vows? And he's like, well, it's our 25th year and you're not guaranteed 25 more. If you don't do it today, you're not promised tomorrow. So since I heard that basically um, when you get your wedding 
vows renewed, that it ends the marriage. I'm like, I don't want to wait any longer to go to Florida. So we're doing it. Yeah. So then uh, back to Escala and Robin. Escala's like, you need to have a conversation with Wendy. And Robin's like, anything I say to her turns into a debate or confrontational. And I'm not really just, I'm just not interested in that. And then we see that Mia has come down for a drink too and can hear. Yeah. And, and Robin's she, like, well, I could say the sky is blue and then she would debate that. I would rather just keep interaction to a minimum. Which is funny because then we go back outside again and we see that it's kind of like the sky's kind of like white today. So I was <laughs> like, I, actually, you would lose that argument today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ascala keeps trying. She's like, oh, so you're saying you're avoiding her? You're avoiding her? And she's like, no, I'm just saying keep it simple. But do you like her? Do you like her? It's like, I don't know. Well, I mean, last year when we met, I liked her, and she was so down to earth. I mean, we had margaritas in the park. She had some on her purse, or I had some in my purse, and she took one. I mean, we clicked. But maybe I was wrong. And Ascala says, well, I really love Wendy, and the person that I'm friends with is feuding with people that I'm friends with, and now that makes me feel very Natalie Imbruglia. I'm torn. And Robin's like, well, I don't want you to feel torn. Uh, You know, I wouldn't be upset. You know, for you to be close to Wendy, I wouldn't be upset at all. Which, you know, never trust that on a housewife show. Yeah. So then um, back upstairs, Mia comes to stir some shit. I mean, listen, we can say what we want about Mia, but at least she understands when things are boring. She understands the assignment, as they say. Yes. So she's like, well, so Wendy, I heard you're not the same person as you were anymore. I heard that downstairs. (laughs) She's like, who said that? Robin said it. And she goes... Well, you damn right I'm not the same person because we grow and we evolve as women. And if it's, if she's the same person she was a year ago, then she needs to change. So, yeah, she needs uh, to motherfucking evolve. And then she starts sipping way too hard on her straw to look unbothered, but she's so bothered. <laughs> Remember that excellent shrimp from last night? I'm totally unbothered. That shrimp was amazing. Uh. Motherfucking evolve. Mm, sounds like a vanilla-scented single-wick candle to me. Good for you, Wendy. So that this is around when things started to get strange for me. Um, oh, wait, no, it's in a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up in a little bit. So put a pin in that, everyone. I'm sorry, everyone. So Robin and Escala come back upstairs. And Mia's like, welcome back, friends. And she's like, did you miss us? Well, Wendy might not miss you, but I miss you because I overheard your conversation. Yeah, and, and so she now came it... up and reported it to the group. She goes, oh, well, what was the conversation? That Wendy isn't the same. So she's like, well, I said that our friendship isn't the same. And it's like two minutes ago. <laughs> Rather than going, we clicked. I think I was wrong. Yeah, and they're just like, just I was like, Mia, we're gonna work on your telephone tag. Uh, you gotta love Mia for who she is. That thing is a space cadet, okay? Yeah, uh, love you, Mia. Well, if I was wrong, I am a woman and I can admit it. And I guess maybe I was wrong, kind of. <laughs> but I sincerely heard you say that you think Wendy is a terrorist. Oh, I literally said nothing even like that. Well, if I'm wrong, I apologize. I may have gotten that wrong. And Robin's like, I'm not interested in engaging in a debate. If I'm going to engage in something, I need it to last endlessly without me actually ever having to have a ceremony. Okay? <laughs> uh, and Wendy's like, you know, uh, you you just know where people are in your life. And when you're an adult, you place them or whatever that means. So then it goes to commercial. 
And then this is where weird things happen for me because my DVR, I use YouTube TV and something went weird with my YouTube TV. I don't know if it happened to other people, but um, right before we came back to the show, there was a commercial for, there's a new series, I guess, called I Know What You Did Last Summer based on the movie. And something weird happened where the commercial was playing, but the show started up again. So for like five seconds, I was watching Potomac, but hearing a commercial for I Know What You Did Last Summer, which was strange, but also worked in a weird way. <laughs> like, <laughs> turns out I Know What You Did Last Summer like fits in perfectly with The Real Housewives of Potomac. Mm -hmm. But then what happened was for the entire rest of the episode, no matter what I did, if I reloaded, if I exited or whatever, it was something that happened to the DVR on the, on the YouTube TV. So everything was everything I was hearing was five seconds delayed from what I was seeing. And it was very, very strange for me. So I may get some stuff wrong. Well, thankfully for you, it was a very slow episode. So you, you could kind of have time to catch up. So <laughs> Wendy's like, please understand. While you guys may have problems with me as a person, you can always come to me for a conversation. And that said, Giselle... I was a good host. I was very nice to you. And nobody was relegated to a room. Everybody got to pick. The house was booked before anything happened to your toe. Thank you. And Giselle's like, well, this is your trip, bah. And everyone knew we were leaving, ah. She's like, no, that was after you left. Nobody knew you were leaving until after you left. And Giselle's like, but in the text, ah, uh, there was no, are you okay? Okay, uh, did you get hit by Freddy Krueger? Ah, and they're like, well, and Karen's like, well, no, Scarlett texted you in the group. She said, where are you? I hope you're okay. Please, I cannot go to sleep until you tell me. Please, please, please tell me. I'm very terrified for you. And, you know, we didn't worry because she seemed to be losing her mind on, on behalf of all of us. Mm. And uh, she knows what you did last summer, Giselle. She knows, <laughs> Giselle. <laughs> Uh, so, so basically uh, Giselle's trying it but it's not working because she's just full of shit so then Wendy's like well she made a choice but you can't blame the host for that she goes well I don't even know what this conversation is about da. and Robin's and like listen I just did what made me feel comfortable I didn't feel comfortable in a house where men were using that same bathroom and pissing all over the floor I'm a germaphobe so this is new suddenly Robin's a germaphobe and, so, and then Chris goes I didn't piss on the floor and so, uh, which, of course, by the way, Chris totally pisses on the floor. I think we can just, we just can assume that, right? Like, he's definitely a floor pisser. The only man in this house that don't piss on the floor, in my guess, is uh, are Eddie and Dre. I think everybody yeah. else is a floor pisser. I mean, Ray, Chris come is, on. Yeah. Chris is basically like a, a hose that hasn't been turned off, just like flopping around down there. You just, you just know that. You know that Gordon pisses all over the floor. His wife has to tell him to clean his ass before bed. So yeah, that's where he stands. Yeah. So um, so Karen's like, well, I suspect it's your piss, Robin. I think Robin peed on the floor. She just wants to get these men up and out of here. Mm. So Robin goes, well, I'm not mad at all, okay? I just left, but I'm not mad. Now, Giselle might have wanted more, but I didn't want anything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Giselle is... They're, they're basically, basically Giselle's like, yes, we're cool, Wendy. Everything's good. Everything's good. So Wendy goes, yep, next question. So then Giselle says, well, it's always combative and always aggressive with you. And Wendy's like, well, you're always a mean girl and always a bully. Thank you. Wah. Why are we having this conversation around the guys? I mean, do you even want to listen to this bullshit? And Chris goes, well, we know when to chime in and when not to. And Ray's like, usually it's not to. 
nailed it. <laughs> so they end up just walking off. They're like, I guess that we should leave now and let them <laughs> let them do this on their own. Yeah, exactly. So then now she starts to pump and, you know, they're talking about Robin saying how it looks like an uncircumcised penis coming out of the skin, the pump and everything. And ultimately, we just sort of glide into Mia and Candace having a conversation. And so Mia's like, obviously, I said something that struck a nerve. And I know that I'm just getting a chance to get to know you right now. And I never want to be responsible for inflicting negative energy on someone. And I own that. And I'm sorry about that. And the only question I asked was, who's the manager? And is he getting paid? And that's it. Yeah, I'll apologize for hurting you by asking questions that may not be any of my business. And Candace is like, I appreciate that. Because it wasn't really the questions to my mom that triggered me, as much as the comments about my project. Low budget! We get a clip of the low budget comment. And she's like, I was definitely, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I'm crying now. I was definitely hurt by what you said because I worked so hard to live out my dream again. And it's so important to me. And I don't know if I'm doing it right. And I'm scared. Oh, my God. Thank you, Candice. This is all you needed. She should have said this in the first place. I can't believe she actually took our unheard advice. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I just wanted her to do this whole time. Just make yourself the victim, girl. So she did, and it worked very well. Yeah, she made herself the victim. She was, I think, being a little over the top about like, oh my God, it's my dream, and I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared. So then Candace is like, um, she's like, I don't want to ever feel like something I'm doing is not being respected at the very least. I don't want anything to think I'm I'm like, well, girl, you may want to rethink your role on this show. So Mia's like, I get it. I get it. You yeah, don't have trust to me. I really get it. I mean, one time I spit out a ping pong for my hoo-ha that actually hit a light, like a bell in the strap club, and nobody even applauded. Like, I get what it's like to give your art to people and get nothing in return. <laughs> Well, you don't have to understand or appreciate my creative journey, but at least respect it. (laughs) Creative journey, dancing in a parking lot. So um, Mia's like, well, I'm sorry that now, but now I know your boundaries. And it's basically like your stack of brochures. And now I know where to put you. Thank you. So Candace is like, okay, and now to you. I was not aware of stuff with your mom, and when I said your mother was low budget, I didn't realize she was literally low budget, and it was pushing a button in you that was traumatic, and I don't want to cause that kind of hurt. I I thought your mom was like an indie film. You know, when your mother's low budget, I thought, like, your mom's like Clerks, a beloved and iconic indie film from another time. That's all I was saying. Yeah, because I would rather you attack me because my mom has been to prison. She was on drugs and now she's doing great. I mean, she goes to church. So I just don't want her to be hurt by comments that aren't her fault. Okay, good point. But also stop coming on TV and saying my mom went to jail and it was a drug addict over and over yeah. again. Please. And then she tells us tells a sad story about how um, her mom's parent, parents both died while she was in prison and she couldn't go. She couldn't basically bury her parents because she didn't want to have shackles. Uh, on in the church, etc. So it's very sad. And Candace is like, well, I know how I felt with my own mom issues. And my mom is alive and actually has no issues with, with uh, has no substance abuse issues. So I can't even imagine what Mia's going through. And my mom's already a terror as it is. Yeah. Candace is like, I mean, my mom hit me in the head with her purse, but at least I have a double C 
imprint on my head. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, got, I came out of this one the winner. The best part about that double C imprint is that it's never the mirror image is never a problem. It always reads exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So um, they basically are like cry, they're just like you know they cry, it's like it's okay to cry about this stuff or crying. They're just talk, joking about crying in the group and everything, and some cry more than others, and everything is good. Everyone's good. So now it seems like everyone's going to be fine. They get into the van and there's snacks. Everybody's happy. But then Ashley is kind of sleeping up against the window and Gordon starts making fun of her. He's like, hey, everybody, look at Ashley. Look at Ashley sleeping. It's like, oh, my God, could you please just leave me alone? Stay on your side of the car. okay?" Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, just and he's like, oh, he's like, well, Ashley, I didn't know you're awake. And I wouldn't have said shit if I knew you're awake. She's like, well, don't say anything, period. okay? I'm just trying to take a little nap. Yeah. It's like, I'll stay in my corner and you stay in yours. And he's like, well, I'm going to keep talking to you because it's fun. So now it's going to be between Gordon and Ashley next. (laughs) Yeah, they have like a little bus bat. It's sort of a weird, weird thing to end the the episode on. I I wasn't really sure why they ended it with this. I felt like they could just start the next episode with it. But um, yeah, so so we'll have to find out next week to find out what happens uh, in the van if this fight will ever be mended exciting times coming <laughs> all right everybody thank you so much for being with us go get sh- tickets for the live show over at watchwhatcrappens.com they go on sale friday and uh join us for a talk t- uh take a seat tonight i almost said it because damn it you got that talk sorry i'm saying head. i said sorry take a seat i don't know why i always want to say talk talk yeah. a seat doesn't make sense take you get a that seat by getting the green room app which is by spotify it's called the green room app and just find us at ronnie Karam and at ben madelker we will be on at 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern and we will see you guys over there Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag it's lily catlett the incredible edible matthew sisters no one makes us feel well like megan cap sewell she's cheese on a bagel it's megan ragel mina coochie 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 give him hell miss noel shannon out of a cannon anthony let's get racy with miss stacy let's take off with tamla plane she ain't no shrinking violet kuchar we love you guys